later in the episode. In the whole movie, the these hotel workers are, you know, they're they're buckholes. They're, you know, they're, they they think it's, you know, they, we're supposed to laugh at them. They're getting beat up. They're getting hit. They're 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 getting run into luggage. They're getting tipped in gum. Like, you know what I mean? Like these poor guys are just blue collar, worried about children's safety, trying to do their job, and it's being taken out on them. And I just, just. I mean, grinds my gears. It really does. So, I'd like to say welcome back to uh, Alex here. What are you dressed as, anyway? Howard Stern. I'm a hippie. I'm C. Roller. And I'm Beekeeper Willie. And you are? Hippie Alex. Uh, welcome to our uh, Halloween episode. Guess what we're talking about today? What are we talking about? We're talking about bad guys who actually had a point. Oh, the shit. The second one. I thought we were talking about bees. <laughs> I figured you would have learned from that B word last time, buddy. <laughs> bad guys? Talking about bad guys? Just yes, straight up bad, bad guys. Where you could justify their motives or either that or they were just right. Kind of like the uh, law-abiding citizen kind of bad guy? I'm thinking kind of like you watch it and you're like, I could understand where they're coming from, you know? Okay, so like Mr. Freeze. You want to talk about Mr. Freeze and let's talk about Mr. Freeze. But only the Arnold Schwarzenegger version. Mr. Freeze. I mean, he was just trying to save the love of his life, right? No, I thought he was just going around freezing people, just to, you know, slow oh. time down. Oh no, he was trying to uh, find a cure for his wife. He had her uh, frozen, at least in the the movie adaptation. I can't breathe with that thing on. So with Mister Freeze, his wife is frozen too. Uh, he froze her, he put her in like a cryostasis. To so he basically froze her to freeze her death, so he can find a cure for it. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, I was about to ask why he would freeze his wife. Hmm, well, when he first met her, he said it was ice to meet her. But no, but but in the movies, he's he's trying to find his uh, find a cure for his wife. She had a What's terminal wrong with illness, her? some kind of terminal illness. I, I forget. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Because this took place what back in the like the nineties. I think it was. So it's probably AIDS. Batman Forever, which which you know during that time with you know the rabies outbreak, it possibly could be AIDS. Yeah, he was just trying to find an illness for uh, try to find the cure for his wife's illness, and then you know all that stuff happened, and then Poison Ivy came. And destroyed his, the whole chamber, pretty much killed his wife, and then put the blame on Batman. So that's why he is, you know, running amok. You know, he's trying to find the stuff he needs to, for his research to cure his wife. And he's also taking uh, revenge on the wrong person. And that's the movie, tra- right? Yeah, that's the movie. You know, that movie was so underrated just because they picked the wrong Batman to play Batman. So I take it it's the taking the revenge out on the wrong person that causes Batman to come. Yeah, because he starts, you know, wrecking havoc on the city, thinking it, it was him. So he was trying to lure him out. And, and then he just pretty much just, you know, loses his temper. I could, I could definitely understand that. Oh, yeah. Love makes you do weird things. I saw this uh, quote I wanted to say. It's about, you know, this whole, you know, good guy, you know, you know heroes and villains, so to speak. I, I found this nice quote on, uh, on, you know, Google, and I just wanted to share it. I can't quote who did it because it didn't have it, but it says pretty much, that the difference between heroes and villains are that a hero is somebody who escaped hell, where a villain is somebody who learned to survive in hell. That sounds familiar. That kind of reminds me of like the story of Megamind, you know, which I think I brought up on the last episode as like a as a slight example of an offshoot. But Megamind went through hell in his childhood and became a villain, whereas his counterpart. Literally had everything handed to him. So it's all about not being fair and just trying to 
live your life with the cards that are dealt for you, you know? Uh, but speaking of characters that are like that, um, I don't know if either of you two have watched uh, the She-Ra and the Princesses of Power on Netflix. Uh, I can't say that I have. But Catra is one of those characters where she was literally raised from like from like a little toddler age to basically be a villain. She never got the chance to be the hero. And the hero of the story literally was her best friend who abandoned her to become the hero. That's terrible. Literally, like Adora, her her childhood friend, left the left the fright zone, which is the evil, which is like the evil area of the world, to become Shira, the hero of the of the world. So she was left behind, and she was always second best to Adora. So she was always trying to outdo her and outdo her every time. So when Adora left, she was basically left to become the number one villain in the area. Second only to Hordak, which Hordak is like the main villain, which Catra is like, ends up like replacing his lieutenant, which is another character I want to talk about. Oh, there's a bunch of side bosses. But she basically, her whole struggle is less to do with being a villain so much as competing with her friend the whole entire series. She does turn around in the last season and she's like, she's sorry for all the things she does at the end. She turns around and becomes an, becomes one of the heroes at the end. Well, maybe but she all was a she, hero all, all the she, time. All she ever knew throughout her life was villainy, because she was basically a soldier of the evil army. So how's that bad guy a good guy? Her whole justification for being a bad guy is she didn't know any better. She didn't know anything other than being a bad guy until her friend basically had to convince her that this is wrong. So that's just how she was brought up. Yeah. Okay. What I'm saying is I don't think she's. I don't think she's bad for the sake of being bad. I think she's bad just because of her circumstances, which is what you were saying. Not for it's sure. Circumstances. What, what do they say? They say that everybody's a hero in their own story. Her her idea of being a hero is basically being appreciated for doing deeds for Hordak, which is the evil guy. She was only doing it to get appreciation, which she didn't get throughout her life. But the person I felt told you that she replaced is uh, Shadow Weaver. Which wasn't evil to begin with. Her turn ability, she used to be called Light Spinner. She was basically a sorceress who worked for the good guys when the Horde invaded their world. The good guys were having a hard time doing it. She's like, well, I can help out. She's like, I know this spell that'll help and it'll destroy the bad guys. You're like, but that spell is evil. Like, but it will work. They wouldn't let her do it. She ended up doing it anyways. It caused some problems. And then she got kicked out of their thing and she ran to the bad side after that. She went to the fright zone and worked for Hordak until Catra replaced her and she ended up in prison. She turned into a good person again. I don't know if I want to watch that show. It sounds like there's too much going on. I, I there's, a lot of, there's a lot of bad to good, good to bad going on. It doesn't yeah, sound like a villain. It doesn't sound like a villain. It sounds like a poor selection of yeah, circles. The villain villain is Hordak. But a lot of his lieutenants are... Technically bad guys who turn good. If I'm gonna watch Game of Thrones, I'm gonna watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. That show sounds like too much going on. To me, to me, it fits. To me, it fits the narrative of bad guys who were kind, who kind of had a point because Catra was just a uh, was just a bad guy of circumstance, and Shadow Weaver literally tried to do the good thing and ended up being the villain. She was literally trying to help her people, and her actions ended up becoming. End up being deemed evil. 
she basically did whatever it took to win the war and she ended up fucking it up yeah she became she became evil because she because she did something that would that would be considered evil by her people that would have won the war for them but they like interrupted it and stuff so it kind of sounds like they messed it up and then blamed her for trying kind of yeah unreal you see see that that's why these heroes <laughs> i think they just like to be portrayed as heroes they don't actually do anything heroic more like more along a movie that where a guy is like straight up portrayed as a bad guy you guys ever seen ferris bueller's day off it's a pretty old, old classic film you know it's about a kid who's uh just trying to not go to school yeah he's skipping school he's skipping school and his uh principal at school uh mr ed rooney ends up finding out that he is uh absent again so he uh decides to go and find out what the deal is because ferris has actually been absent for that semester only nine times that's truancy if you ask me so that's quite a bit mr rooney was just doing his job as an authority figure for the school to try to figure out why this student was absent from from nine times. But instead, he is humiliated, he is attacked, he is ambushed, and he is just made to, to feel like he is a scumbag just because he is doing his job. I do feel there's I am outraged. I do feel like th- there there is a thing where he is being extra about it though. It's nine because, times. Because it's not his job to do that. Oh, yeah, actually, it's it an it, it, it's actually a this college, this it's a police authority. This high school, high school. But I get his point. I understand you want your student to go to school and do well, and this student just slacking off and doing what the fuck ever. No, that is his job because that happened to me. I was true one one time, and then you know the principal's job isn't to go chase down students though. I mean, what is he You're supposed, supposed to, to do? He's, the authority he's, he's calling. He's calling the parents. They're not doing nothing. You know, he yeah, happens to job. see him. You know, he, he sees him leave school to comes to school in a in a ridiculous getup to pick up his girlfriend, signs her out, like sums up. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'm not saying I'm not saying he didn't have reason or justification. I agree with you on that. I'm just saying it's a bit extra because it's not technically his job. I mean, I would be extra too because he calls the parents, talks to the mom. She has no idea. He hasn't been at school nine days. Yep, for that semester, that is ridiculous. Well, what kind of parents what, never fucking know? What kind of parents don't don't know that their kids not going to school? Uh, My question: the ones is, that the ones who have kids that go to school and then leave. It's like the shitty ones. <laughs> but he's not even going to school though. He pretended like he was sick, had a stereo snoring system and everything. This guy's a menace to society, and he needs to be stopped. <laughs> I mean, I was trying to justify that, but I guess you can't justify that parenthood. <laughs> you can't. You can just frown and shake your head. But, you know, what do I know? I'm a hippie. There, there's another thing I want to talk about. And a lot of times, like, an animal being animalistic is technically considered a bad guy in a lot of movies. Like that, that fucking cheetah or leopard from uh, Tarzan. Tarzan killed it, but he was just trying to kill Tarzan because he's human living in the jungle. I mean, yeah, that, that's an example of it. I was thinking, like, the shark from Jaws or the Megalodon from the Meg. That was a good movie. Like, the shark from Jaws, I can understand. He got really close to, like, civilians. But even then, it's water. It's water where sharks live. You're basically making a villain out of some out of a creature 
basically trying to find something to eat in its home. Yeah. It's just And then in the Meg they literally go into the Megalodon's territory. They go through the barrier in the in the Mariana Trench to go study the creatures down there and then consider it the villain for basically attacking them. They went into its territory. Man, there's a lot of movies like that. You got Anaconda, you have Piranha. Like, yeah, just a bunch of people sticking their nose in where it don't now, belong. Now, the one time that animals did go to human territory was Sharknado. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I, I, I still do not. I, I don't care how much you love that movie. I still do not believe that Sharknado is actually possible. It's possible. It happened at least three or four times. But I want to get back to the Meg because they did Meg 2, right? I haven't, they I haven't literally went back after seeing what happens when they do this. And they're like, okay, we're going to go down there. and We're, we're going to be careful about it, right? Miners piggybacked off their operation and then had an explosion that caused another hole to form in the barrier, mm-hmm. causing more megalodons and a freaking giant octopus to escape. Now, this would be the third time they went down there, right? Because in the very beginning of the first one, don't they, uh, Jason Statham escapes from there from the first time? And that's when he blows I, up. There. I believe so. I believe so. I've only watched the movie once. I just I watched the first one uh, a couple weeks ago. I was getting ready for the second one because I think it's on like Peacock or something. But yeah, I've I've only watched the movie once, so it's a little. I believe that beginning part was them being down there. I know they had a problem with the ship, uh, and they had to escape, and the guy got blamed for everything. It is just, as if. At, as if trying to keep other people alive is a bad thing. I don't understand. That's another thing. The entire movie, they made him out to be a bad guy when he was actually trying to save people's lives. Kind of justifies as our last our last uh, talk with Thanos, you know, wiping out the world. I get it. He's just trying to save the world. No, I was well, like, when you're talking about You know you're going to get people pissed off about that. I'm like People about still the- don't like the fact that you said that, even though it's a common thing. You know, you know why them people don't like it? Because they're the ones getting snapped out of existence. That's why. I'm just like, you're talking about like the animal things, like with that little kid book with the Moby Dick. Who's the bad guy on that one? Is it Moby Dick or the guy trying to kill Moby Dick? You think the guy that invaded and went inside of his mouth. Right? Yeah. Sound like he was just trying to yawn and the guy just went right in. <laughs> oh, I wanted to do another uh, talk about something. The Shining, the guy that went crazy or whatever. Oh, uh, Jack? Yeah, Jack. No, no, his name was Johnny. He was, he was like, open the door. He's like, here's Johnny. Right. Yeah, he was a good guy. But they made him look like a bad guy. He was just pissed off because his wife kept, like, bugging him when he was trying to write a book. He got he was possessed, wasn't he? Didn't he get possessed? He got possessed because he got pissed off because she kept, like, disturbing him when he was writing a book. So know? he became vulnerable because yeah. he, he was bugged to death. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, she had bug characteristics. Bug characteristics. <laughs> What's that even mean? I don't know. <laughs> it's up to interpretation. <laughs> I mean, if I was going to get like a bug characteristic, I want to be like a Hercules beetle or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, she wasn't even trying to help him. Poor guy was just possessed. All yeah. she had to do was just be like, we need to call in an exorcist. Yeah. But instead, she like, you know. Johnny, she, can you take she, a break for your she tried, or, she tried to kill him. Kill him with like annoyance. I want to bring up a joke. You know, if you don't pay your exorcist, you get repossessed. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh that took me a minute well since i'm on the topic of like workers being you know uh, from movies being deemed you know bad uh you guys have seen home alone too right lost yeah. in new york yeah 
Uh, Macaulay Culkin. Okay, well, the hotel workers, they're, they're the whole movie. They, they're portrayed as these bad people. And all they're doing is worried about child endangerment. This kid is in New York City all by himself with what could possibly be a stolen credit card, spending money, hanging out with the homeless people. I mean, what is this kid doing? Like, he's spending money that's not his. He's in a, a, a highly populized area, dangerous if, you know, you're a minor. And he's hanging, like I said, he's hanging out with homeless people. But yet, in the whole movie, the, these hotel workers are, you know, they're, they're buckholes. They're, you know, they're, they, they think it's, you know, they, we're supposed to laugh at them. They're getting beat up. They're getting hit. They're, they're, they're getting run into luggage. They're getting tipped in gum. Like, you know what I mean? Like, these poor guys are just blue collar, worried about children's safety, trying to do their job, and it's being taken out on them. And I just, just I mean, grinds my gears. It really does. <laughs> You got it right. They're trying to. They're they're trying to like stop some bad things from happening. But we found out from the first movie that that this kid is a bad kid. He's a piece of shit. No, no, no. Is he a bad kid, or we go back to the bad parents? Okay, yes. But, but that's still, twice. That's twice I mean, now. You the kids, it. the parents raised the kid. But my point is that even in the first movie, sure, the the bad guys were burglars. There's no justifying that. But the shit he did to them, that is outrageous. Yeah, but had they known that he was there, they would have never went in there because they targeted that house specifically with the thought that they no, nobody was going to be there. Yeah, and his parents were shit. Were absolutely like who leaves their fucking child? Yeah, and who leaves them in an unfinished attic? The <laughs> 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 uh, uh, kid that pisses his pants. All the actual bad guys of these movies. This, this fucking kid is worse than fucking Dance the Menace. You're telling me that the sticky bandits are bad guys? Uh, my whole world's been flipped upside down. Yeah. Uh, they are technically, because they're they're still doing illegal activities, but my god, that kid did more bad shit than they did. He's a, well, he was a police officer. The kid? No, the, the, the sticky bandit. Well, it was a costume, at least. Like I was saying, that boy is worse than Dance the Menace. Dance the Menace was a piece of shit, too. Yeah, I mean, the only time like they was really portrayed as bad, but going back to the the hotel workers, is is when they, uh, you know, the parents finally decided, oh shoot, our kid's not here. Oh, my credit card's gone. They cared. They they he freaking went out of his way to make sure that his credit card was reported as stolen before he went and tried to find out where his kid was, and that's the reason why he got caught. And then then you know. The hotel workers, they didn't know what was going on. They haven't seen no people. For all I know, this is a con artist with, with someone and some doing inside job. So it gets reported as a credit card fraud. You know, they, they try to apprehend him. And what's he do? Like, you know, just acts up. I, I just can't. I don't know. I don't know what to say to that one. <laughs> uh, I got a couple, a couple of them from the same franchise that I want to talk about. But I think the biggest one, I think. Made out to be a villain is Cypher from The Matrix. If you look at what he does and his motive behind what he does, yeah, he betray- he he betrays his he betrays his shipmates and and stuff basically to get put back into the Matrix. But honestly, when you think about it, when you're getting pulled out, Morpheus is basically selling you a lie. He's recruiting you into awards that you're not aware of. The truth will set you free and everything, but. They don't tell did you, you know? Did you know that you were going to be fighting? Mm-hmm. Did you know that it was going to be so bleak and miserable? No, 
you thought there, that you were escaping some prison, which technically you are, but you're escaping some prison into a miserable, dirty world that's run by machinery, and you're inscripted into a war that you didn't sign up for. Now, is Agent Smith a bad guy? He wanted out of the Matrix, too. For him, I actually have to say, like, I don't think that he's completely justified, but I do think that he has some really good points. Because honestly, humanity destroy is destroying the world. We're the biggest, we're one of the biggest, uh, biggest destructions in this world. We uh, submit the most pollution in this world. So for him to see us as a cancer, I can understand where he's coming from. Well, the humans in that movie, they're the one that polluted the skies, you know, to stop the robots. from. Yeah, exactly. So I can understand where he's coming from for his hatred for humanity. I just don't know if if that justifies what he what what he does. Well, you guys ever watched the Animatrix? I tried I, to. I was confused by it. It's hard to watch it and follow it, but they 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 tell you the story about the humans against the Sentinels or whatever. The humans made them. Uh, they made them, and when they the, the machines finally they developed the consciousness, the humans rebelled against them for fear that they would rally up against them. So technically. The humans started the whole war against the machines because they were scared that when they gained consciousness that they would rise up. And- that goes into my third, my, my third aspect of technical villains of that movie in that franchise, which is the actual AI matrix and machinery. Because obviously, as you said, they, we created the war. I didn't even know that. But in that, they created a way for humans to live it's it, like without suffering technically but i mean they're also being used as an energy source to fight a war so what's the point of them even going into the matrix and like you know uh, the, the machines created the human beings to harvest them as energy well as no, energy i understand source. that but what's the point of like neo and all of them going into the matrix do, don't you think they have better things to do like just being in the real world and just they actually the- Machines. Well, what they're trying to do is they're trying to get people out of the matrix so they can form an army. That's essentially what they're doing. So yeah, that's kind they're of, recruiting. That's, that's kind yeah. of fucked that's up. essentially what they're doing is they're recruiting. They just happen to find like the best hacker they could find for an imprisoned people. Is the matrix really that bad? We're basically just living normal lives in our heads that we would otherwise think is fine. We don't even know that there's a problem. Is it really that bad? Compared to what happens in real world, death and torture and all that other stuff. So it's one of those. Uh, the but, AI, the AI and the machinery and all that, they had more compassion than humanity ever had. And honestly, from it. the way that things keep cycling, it's actually giving it out to people who can't handle the situation. The entire resistance, all of Zion is basically just them letting out people who can't accept the reality of the Matrix. That's what that is, really. At least that's how I view it, because every like it, it keeps happening in cycles every time. There's always a new chosen one. Yeah, because they had to reset it every time. Yeah. yeah. So to me, that seems like they're purposely letting people that, that that they're purposely letting people out who just can't handle the fact that they're in a who just can't handle the simulation. You know? Maybe Morpheus is the bad guy. That's why they didn't recast him in the last movie. But anyways, I want to go to another sci-fi thing. You guys ever watched Minority Report? I've seen it, but I didn't, didn't actually watch it. Maybe like once? Yeah, well, okay. Just just to go over it, they have 
a pre-crime division, which basically stops crime before it happens. Oh, I remember that movie. Okay. That's with, um, Tom, uh, what's his name? Um, fucking, uh, Tom Cruise, right? The entire, yeah. Well, the entire time that they're doing that, they make the pre-crime division look like the bad guy. When in reality, if you think about it, they're actually trying to do good. They're trying to stop crime. It's just that their methods aren't 100% accurate. There's the occasional case where the precogs don't get it right. And that one of them depicts a different version of what could happen. And sometimes that different version of what could happen is what would actually happen. So some people end up going to prison for things that they did. Not that they didn't do, but they wouldn't have done. Whereas most people are going to prison for things that they would have probably done anyway. It's, it's a percentage, like it's like 40% that you would do it, you know, 60% you wouldn't do it. Was there like three or four of them? There was, uh, now thinking, I think there was uh, three. Yeah, and one of them, one of them gave out different results than the other ones occasionally. Yeah. So they try to make it look like, oh, well, just because just because they get it wrong sometimes that this whole project is wrong and it's not they're actually doing more good than they are bad i mean even our own court system has problems with sometimes wrongly convicting people that were innocent a lot of movies consider the resistance good but is the resistance always good sometimes people that are in the resistance are just fighting progress that kind of reminds me. You're talking about you want to talk about something about like a group resistance, like from a game, uh, Last of Us. Oh yeah, the Fireflies. I mean, it kind of kind of goes in. You know, the resistance are the good people, but here they are, like you said, going against progress, going against the flow of things, being the bad guys. I mean, technically, these other organizations, like if you want to talk about like Star Wars, like the Empire, the Empire, whatever, like they're already like they're they're in charge. They took over to where the Jedi Council uh, just lost their ways, didn't want to do it. They're all too involved in politics instead of doing their job. So the Emperor and all of them had to take over. Yeah, we're going to cut back on I jobs. Feel like, I feel like that's a bit of a stretch, but sure. <laughs> I mean, the Empire itself, like the concept of the Empire, I don't think is bad. I think how they became in the position of being a galactic empire is the problem. I would figure in someone in your attire, you would agree with what I was saying just now. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get the irony there. I get the irony there. Wow. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just a beekeeper. I see Palpatine, but I'm hearing Dooku. That's what I'm hearing. I have one last point that I want to talk about, which is a childhood uh, show that I watched. I was thinking of Tom from Tom and Jerry. Tom is technically considered the villain of that show or the bad guy. Because he's always trying to catch Jerry, the little mouse. No, you mean he's doing his, his job as a house cat by trying to keep oh, you want to talk about car- You want to talk about cartoons? <laughs> We're going to talk about cartoons. I mean, Tom was basically just trying to do his job. He'd either get hit with a broom or in the, like, the one episode, he actually got kicked out of the house. There was an episode called uh, Tin Cat of the Future from Tom and Jerry Adventure, in which Tom gets replaced by a mechanical cat. And then Jerry has to help Tom get his job back. Get his job back. First, they set up the tin mechanical cat, and then they destroy it. And then they, and then Jerry lets Tom catch him, so that he can get his place back in the house. But there are many, many episodes in which 
Tom and Jerry actually get along or or like maybe or sometimes Jerry actually lets Tom get uh catch him or helps him out on occasion. And hell, they they become friends over the city. Even the even the dog Spike occasionally becomes their friends. Originally the dog Spike is against Tom, but then later on Tom and Spike are friends. In fact, they like Spike actually helped Tom saved him from another dog at some point in time. So in the end, Tom is just friends with Jerry after basically not catching him and not doing his job properly. Maybe they just came together and was just like, man, our owners really suck. Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. If something ever went too far, Jerry looked like he was worried that Tom was going to get hurt. Even though he's like, you would, think, there you would think that the mouse, the, the mouse being scared of the cat would not worry if the cat gets hurt. He's the one setting him up. He's probably feeling bad because he's getting hurt on his own accord. No, yeah, it's basically, because yeah. Jerry enjoys torturing this cat, so he, you know. If, if anything, yeah, Jerry would be the villain, but I think in the end, they're basically just pranking each other. You, you can't say Tom and Tom ain't that dude, though. I mean, did you see the episode where he's in that cowboy getup? He walks <laughs> up and he takes one drag off that whole cigarette, blows it up, and what's it say? Like, hey, or hello, or something to the to other female cat, like, like that boy's drippy. Yeah. <laughs> and his voice changed. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but oh he actually he actually had Jerry. He like has him like a lighter, but he like pushes back and his tongue open and he used his tongue to roll his cigarette. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that Tom isn't all bad. No, no. He's not he's not no. the biggest bad of it. Uh, 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 like the real bad guy of the thing. I think the the owners are. Yeah, no, no. When when you when you got game like Tom, you know, that's not him. Oh, I forgot. I did have another one. Is it Pepe Le Pew? Is he a bad guy? Because he just thinks that cat's a skunk and he keeps like, you know, wanting to... I, I, I don't know how to feel about that because there there is a social thing. Back in the day, I don't think it was considered bad, but now it is. He's basically pressuring the cat. Wow. I think helpless romantic. But, uh, yeah, I got so. Well, she should have like ran underneath a uh, white paintbrush and got that, you know... So are are you saying, correct me if I'm wrong, that based off her attire, she kind of got what she was asking for? No, okay. I'm not saying that. Okay, me neither. I didn't say that. I just wanted to see where that was going. <laughs> that was going downhill quick. There's one other one I almost forgot about because it's tiny on my little screen here. The Trix Rabbit. Sure, he's always trying to get the cereal, but what's wrong with having a bite of freaking cereal? Because Trix are for kids. But why? I like the Family Guy version better. Okay, think about like, this for a second. You know how jealous he'd have to be of Tony the Tiger? I don't see Tony eating it. Tony? We talk about Tony eats the freaking cereal. He says they're great. He, we don't. How does he know they're great if he didn't eat it? By looking at the children enjoying his cereal every morning. <laughs> <laughs> just like I that just, rabbit. Just I like mean, that silly like, rabbit. You always put the box of cereal right in front of you, you know, and then he's like, got propaganda. You got the trick should be able to eat the you. cereal. That's all I'm saying. The only trick should be he should be pulled out of the hat. That's it. <laughs> and why those, like, fucking little kids trying to steal those lucky charms from that fucking leprechaun? Yeah. They're the bad guys. Aren't stars <laughs> I mean, I could justify that one a little bit. Like, what? What kid doesn't want Lucky Charms? I don't like Lucky Charms. I mean, there were marshmallows, so it kind of sounds like the leprechaun was just trying to make sure the kids didn't get the sugar. Wow, we're getting... Oh, that, that's, that's way too deep. What? He was, he was worried about their health. That's why there's nutritional facts on all these that's boxes. That's way too cereal. deep for a conversation. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, <laughs> a cartoon advertisement. No, I'm just saying he's portrayed as a bad guy because he won't let them eat it, but he's just worried about their health. He's like, no, you only get the oatmeal. <laughs> yeah, no, no, he's saying moderation. Do you know that you can order a box of What's marshmallows? Yeah. <laughs> That's so bad. They have a quadruple stuffed Oreo now, too. Ridiculous. Okay. I think we, we, we've reached another level of villainy, though, because Oreo is straight up villainy. Do you see what they did to their freaking regular Oreos? Look what they did to the cookie part. No one cares about the cookie. They care about the cream. Yeah, and they just keep shrinking it. it used to be the full size, and now it's like half that. And now the double stuff is practically what the regular one was. Well, that's why people are like fucking like separating the fucking shit and like double stuffing them themselves. So. <laughs> yeah, but still a ripoff. You're getting less. Well, that's why you gotta buy more and just like do it yourself, you know. It's like you're still giving you them want, more money. It's like you know, if you want a pizza, and you don't want to, you know. Spend I mean, we're off for, a topic, but I'm still saying if you have to spend more money to get the same product, you're still spending. I'm gonna say I can go out and go get a Chef Bordy pizza kit and make a pizza, you know. But, I'm just you know. saying, you know what's bad is that I gotta pay five dollars for a salad and a dollar for a double cheeseburger. That's what's bad. That's the real evil. Evil corporations brings me back to what Willard was talking about, but The Last of Us. The group called the Fireflies. Yeah. Because, right? I mean, they were, I mean, according to the whole, you know, the, the TV show and then, you know, the video game that, you know, they made the TV show off of, you know. These Fireflies are portrayed as trying to, you know, they're just trying to save humanity, you know. You know, it just so happens to be that Joel is, you know, who has Ellie just, you know, develops a connection with her because of his, you know, dramatic loss of his daughter he has that you know creates that bond with her so you know at the end when you find out you know spoiler alert if you haven't played the game or watched the show if you know you they get there and you know you find out that the fireflies are going to dissect ellie's brain to find out what that cure is since she is uh you know she's not affected by it it shouldn't be the oh yeah because it is a fungal virus mm-hmm. that you know yeah, inflicts but, on the brain but she has some type of immunity to it so when Joel delivered her, they were, you know, they told him, hey, we're, this is it. We're, we're, we're killing her because we're, we're taking her, we're, we're looking at her brain. We're going to find a cure. We're going to save the world. And that's when he went gun blazing. Yeah. You know, I mean, he looked like the bad guy when he killed all of them. But he, I mean, I, I mean, I get it. I mean, I, they're trying to save the world at the end of the day. You know, you know, these people that are cutting into her brain, you know, that want to do it. They have a family. You know, they're worried about, you know, the future of their kids, their grandkids and stuff like that, you know? And so can you blame somebody for like not wanting to lose somebody that they care about versus the world? Well, you you see when when, that's that's a tricky part, because in in the second game, uh, because at at the end of the first game and, you know, the series, uh, you know, Joel kills that the the doctor that was going to do the procedure. Okay, well, in the second uh, game, the daughter of the guy he kills is the one who seeks out revenge and kills Joel in the second one. Is her stance any different from what we portrayed as Joel's stance by saving Ellie, by her just getting revenge on him killing her dad? Sadly, revenge is almost always considered evil, regardless, but I don't think it always has to be. Like I said, they were just trying to save the world, you know? And they were considered evil throughout the whole video game franchise because of that. That, that was a really good uh, TV show. The first, oh, season. I loved oh, it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch the second second season. It kind of like brought me up, like where like 
um, guys are being good but portrayed as evil was that uh, I think it was uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil movie. Ah. <laughs> like these uh, college kids portray these two hillbilly guys as being like bad guys, and then they don't know accidentally killing themselves, and then you know the two hillbillies just trying to you know get their vacation home, you know look like the bad guys. They're not even doing anything wrong. We rounded out your point, and I think we talked about all my points. Will, do you have any other points? No. All right. Well, in that case, I want to say thank you for watching our podcast. I'm C. Roller. And I'm Beekeeper Willie. And I'm Alex. And always remember that bad guys rule and good guys drool. Peace out. Peace. I mean, it was pretty obvious who Batman was because his voice was the same. I know. I mean, I, I mean, do you not know who I am now? <laughs> no, no. He just walked up there. He's like, "Hey, I'm George Clooney, and I'm Batman." <laughs>